This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today's guest is David Hines from Rhino 7 Franchise Sales and Development. Rhino 7 is a full-service franchise sales and development company that offers sales support, operational support, and real estate assistance to growing franchise brands. Even more exciting is that Rhino 7 currently has four brands that offer a managed model investment opportunity with one more brand on the horizon that will offer the same. So what is a managed model? Well, that's exactly what David Hines will be sharing with us today, along with a brief overview of each of those brands. Welcome, David. Hey, Stacey. Thank you for having me on today. My pleasure. David, many investors I work with are looking for passive ownership investments. Many brands offer what's called semi-passive ownership, where in that scenario, it's more where the owner or the investor manages the manager type of scenario. This managed model concept is definitely a twist on that and offers much more freedom for investors that are looking for more passive types of investments. Can you share with me what a managed model scenario looks like? Yes, I can. So Rhino 7, um, as Stacey said, we're a franchise sales and development company. Rhino 7 has been around for just over 20 years. Usually we work with emerging brands. Um, so those are usually franchises that have less than 10 franchisees. But we've worked with some more experienced ones as well. And the managed model, um, what we call fully absentee or corporate run models, is really something that we have gotten into the past year or so, or the past year and a half. So essentially, a managed model means that the, corp- that the corporate franchisor is going to manage the business for the franchise, for the franchisee. So... The scenario that this works best in is someone that is employed and has a very demanding job, someone that just does not have time to spend working part-time in a franchise, as you mentioned, the semi-absentee. So someone that doesn't have that 10 to 15 hours per week, uh, this is a good setup for them. Or someone that is looking at buying a franchise as more of an investment. Uh, So this is a great option for those types of investors or candidates as well. And the way it works, so the franchisor, each franchisor has a corporate management team. So that corporate management team will help the franchisee to get everything set up with their business. So this could be all of the licensing, the insurance, um, finding the real estate, doing all the, the job placements, the interviewing, so really helping get the business set up. And then once the business is actually open, they will run the business for the franchisee as well. Um, so what they'll, how they'll do that is one of the employees that they have is going to be a manager, a day-to-day manager that manages and oversees the day-to-day. So what this corporate management team does is manage that manager, but also manage all other aspects of the business as well. And 
the way that it works, um, the investment will stay the same for the franchisee. What's different is that they're going to be paying what's called a management fee. So the management fee is either 4 to 5% of the gross sales, and that's the fee. There's no setup fee involved here. Um, what's also involved, so each franchisee will, of course, sign a franchise agreement, but they will also sign what's called the management contract. So the management contract is for five years, and that five years means that the corporate management team will be managing or running the business for that five-year period, and also for that five-year period, the franchisee will pay that management fee. And as I get into the brands, I'll tell you exactly what you know, which brands are four percent, which brands are five percent. So I'll cover that more in the actual brand overviews. And then the thing about this, um, another great, great attribute or just kind of great um, advantage to this is that with the absentee model, franchisees aren't tied to where they live. As an example, um, so one of our brands is Furry Land Mobile, Mobile Pet Grooming. Furry Land is sold out in the greater Atlanta area. But if someone lives in Atlanta and they're interested in becoming an absentee owner, they could stay where they are in Atlanta and they could purchase any available territory across the U.S. The reason why they can do this is because they're going to, the business is going to be managed by corporate and the time commitment for a fully absentee franchisee is two hours per month. Um, that never changes. So the two hours is spent on two one-hour phone calls where that corporate management team will basically go over everything that's happening in the business the last two weeks. So they'll go over the key performance indicators, the goal setting, just kind of give a rundown of what's been happening. And the franchisee, of course, can also ask any questions that come to mind. So it is just a two-hour per month time commitment. So that's also why it can be very attractive for someone that's working or someone that looks at this from an um, investor standpoint. Yeah, it, it, two hours per month to have an investment is is amazing. I mean, we we traditionally do not see that in the franchise industry, and I know this managed model is really taken off. And it's not within Rhino 7, this is not a a new thing per se. So you have introduced this managed model previously. It's tried and tested with a brand called QC Kinetics. Can you share a little bit more before we dive into the opportunities that are available today under the managed model? And I understand that QC Kinetics had such great success that they no longer offer the managed model because they really did sell out all the major territories that uh, they were looking for area developers in. I mean, there's still investment opportunities with them, but not within that managed model. So share a little bit of the history from day one of QC Kinetics with Rhino7 introducing that brand and where it is today. Yes. So QC Kinetics, it's QC Kinetics Non-Surgical um, Regenerative Medicine. So it's really kind of cutting-edge technology is what that model does. They actually use um, use treatments that come from the patient's body in order to treat um, any ligament damage, joint damage. So really, it's an alternative to someone getting a knee replacement or a joint replacement or someone that's been on, you know, someone being on pain medication or going through, um, 
rehabilitation. So it's really kind of cutting edge medicine that uses um, plasma, platelet-rich plasma, what's called A2M, which is a naturally occurring protein in the blood. Then they also use bone marrow stem cell treatment. Um, So Casey Kinetics, Rhino7 brought them on in the fall of 2020. And they had less than 10 franchisees on board. Um, when, so when we worked with them, we actually turned it into an area developer model, which means that it's a bigger geographic territory. And for each territory, there are a certain number of clinics to be developed. So with the area developer model, it's always one franchisee that develops out all those clinics in the territory. And with the, for QC Connect, they offered the fully managed model. Now, with QC Kinetics, there's a little bit of a caveat there. So the managed model was available for territories that had at least three clinics. So a lot of kind of medium to larger size territories is what we're talking about here. And yes, it was very successful, actually. So 2021, that was really when QC Kinetics um, hit a growth point, which you know, none of us really expected just because it was so, so, so advanced and, you know, kind of went way up. So last year alone, we brought on about 100 franchisees. And close to a quarter of those, close to 25% of those franchisees actually ended up being, um, t- t- or took advantage of the, the managed model. So they were fully absentee franchisees. So that's really where we have the success. And what we really found out was that it's just a very attractive setup and model for someone. Um, people, you know, they like the model enough. They want to invest their money, but they just didn't want to spend the time in the business. And they were perfectly okay with corporate running the business because corporate, they're the ones that, that developed the business themselves, went through all of the trials and errors um, and ended up developing a system that works, a system that could be implemented by others. So QC Kinetics is really where we found the success with the fully fully managed model, uh, but then also kind of with the area development model as well, because the two really kind of go hand in hand most of the time. Um, but yeah, that's really where we found out that the managed model was very attractive for someone. Well, and you guys at Rhino7 are taking a very innovative approach with this area developer model. And for our listeners today, I mean, an area developer could be as few as one location, depending on the demographics and where it's located, up to in excess of 20 locations, perhaps. And I, I'm just throwing something out, not that this is necessarily the right count, but for places like Atlanta that you mentioned, or Miami, or larger metropolitan areas, those are definitely going to be in the 10, 15 plus type of markets, units in a market or territories in a market for area developers. So let me ask you this question. Um, Under the managed model then, when we are talking a brick and mortar location though, is it not true that a little bit more time involvement will be required from the investor because of having to find a location and a lease associated with that and so forth? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so with a model such as QC Kinetics or one that we have called Metspa 810, 
because those are actual clinic locations that require real estate space. Um, so the answer to that question is surprisingly no. Um, so you mentioned before, we're talking about Rhino 7, that we have a real estate team. So what the real estate team does for the franchisees, and this is for franchisees across the board, they help each franchisee with the site selection. So making sure and finding different sites that can work for the business based on the demographic data that each one goes by. So helping with the site selection. Um, they also help with the lease negotiations. Once the lease is in place, they help with all of the construction management and the build out. So if someone is going to be fully absentee, they can, they can be involved um, if they want to during this process because basically what the real estate team will do is, hey, here, here's a great site that we think will work for your first location. So they'll present that site to the franchisee, and if the franchisee says, yes, I like that one. I'd like to go ahead and see if we can secure a lease. Then they go ahead and start with that lease negotiation process. And once the lease is secured, the franchisee, all that they really have to do is just find the lease because they're the actual leasee of the location. And then once the lease is signed, the build-out, the real estate team goes ahead. They work with a build-out build out company that does all the furniture, pictures, and equipment. So they actually do all the legwork um, for the franchisee in that situation to where the franchisee really isn't very involved um, other than just signing off on their required paperwork. All right. And you had mentioned earlier that under this managed model, that it is a five-year agreement. And with any of these brands, after, let's say, two years, if a investor that has opted for the managed model agreement, if they, they've had a life change or want to become more involved in the business, is there an opportunity for them to do so? So that's a great question. Um, so with that five-year agreement, most of, like, the only scenario where someone could, so as far as the five-year agreement, um, that's an agreement that, that they've signed to, to, you know, agree to have the corporate management company run the business for those five years and then pay, and then the franchisee pay that management fee as well. Um, so if there's a certain situation, um, like, it's kind of on a case-by-case basis. But most of the time, let's say that someone, you know, maybe they had a job change two and a half years into it and wanted to be a little bit more involved. Then they could, you know, they, they can kind of be more involved. They can work with that corporate team to, you know, kind of be more involved in the business, learn more of the business if they wanted to. Um, but it's usually, you know, after that five-year mark is where they can really decide to officially kind of change ownership. So if someone wanted to be more involved and after the five-year agreement, they could officially switch over to a semi-absentee role. And then in that case, they'd be working that t- anywhere between 10 to 15, 10 to 15, 10 to 20 hours per, per week. Um, because the franchisee in that role, they would manage that manager that's in place. Um, right. But then also manage the financials of the business as well. So the fact, so changing roles, I mean, that means that, you know, the franchisee is more, they have more responsibilities there that they have to do on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Um, so someone, they could get out of it um, earlier than the five years, and that'd kind of be under, you know, certain certain situations, like almost kind of you know, like dire situations, or maybe like, you know, something happened where, you know, it's kind of case-by-case basis. But most of the time, they'll have to wait to make that ownership change um, until after that five-year agreement is done. 
Well, but the beautiful thing with that is uh, the business is up and running. It ideally is a well-oiled machine. So they would be, after that five-year period, if they opted to stepping into a business for better comparisons, is would be like a resale opportunity where you have this business up and running, although it's been their business all along. So, okay, well, let's go ahead and dive into the four concepts that you currently have within the Rhino 7 portfolio that do offer this area developer managed model type of investment opportunity. And just for a point of clarification, I mean, today we are focusing on that managed model uh, scenario because it is so attractive to many individuals. But for any individuals that are interested in any of these four brands and the bonus brand that's here to come soon, these can be owner-operator, they can be semi-passive, or they can be the fully passive managed model. So there's many types of ownership models available for each of these, depending on an individual's situation and desires. So let's go ahead and jump in and let's start with Furryland Mobile Pet Grooming. Okay. Yes, of course. Um, and then, you know, one more little tidbit. So, yeah, so you mentioned that the five, after the five years, the five years of running the business, um, one big reason why corporate decided on that five-year mark is what you, exactly what you said. So it gives corporate time to ramp up the business, but also grow the business. And um, especially if it's going to be a multiple unit, unit territory is really develop out those multiple units and, turn it into an established business and also a profitable business as well. So really good point that you made there. No, thanks for that clarification. And no, that's a great point, David. And I wasn't even giving consideration to, you know, markets like Atlanta that you mentioned where there could be 15, 20 different locations that need to be opened up. So I I really understand and appreciate why, where that five years comes into play. So, all right. So let's go back to Furryland Mobile Pet Grooming. Can you give us a high-level overview of what this opportunity is, its investment level, and what that managed fee looks like? Yes. So Furryland Mobile Pet Grooming is mobile pet grooming. Um, The business has been around since 2015 is when it originally got started. They've been franchising since 2021, and it's an excellent business. Um, so this does have a couple of different ownership options. Um, so, of course, fully absentee being one of them, um, semi-absentee or owner-operator. For someone that is fully absentee, the management fee for this one is 5% of the gross sales. And furry land. So this is an area developer model. Um, so I'll, t- I'll use Atlanta as an example. So Atlanta... That is a 14-van territory. So for each of these area developer territories, it's number of vans to have to develop out. And the vans and the units, it's all based on population. So Atlanta being a pretty big market, it's a 14-van territory. And anytime that there is a multiple-van territory, there's always going to be a development schedule. Um, so for Furryland, for example, Atlanta... Um, in the first six months, that person will develop out, will have three vans running in the first six months. 
And then after that, they will bring on a new van every six months. So pretty much it's having a, having a new van every six months after that initial six months. Um, and that's just, just a steady growth for the business to always make sure that they're, that they're growing, that they're developing out the entire territory. And so mobile pet grooming. Um, the pet industry is one that is very popular. People love their pets. They don't mind spending money on their pets. And grooming is a service that's actually in very high demand. Um, people will find that their regular groomers can be booked out a month or two months in advance. And the advantage that Furryland has from the get-go is they come to the customer. So people really enjoy having a business that comes to them, especially when it deals with their animals, because people usually don't like to, you know, a dog, for instance, they don't like, you know, having to pack up their dog, drive it in the car, take it to a location. Sometimes places where they get groomed, they'll, a lot of activity going on whether that's other animals in the same area or other people just lots of things going on which can actually be a stressful environment for that animal so with furry land it's always one groomer and one pet at a time even if someone has two dogs that groomer is going to do one dog at a time and it's also all-inclusive services so for each animal they do whether it's a dog or a cat they're going to go through a list of services and treatments that they do so it's a haircut, um, a bath, a shampoo, they have a deferminator, eyes, ears, nails. So they go through a list of services for each and every animal. And the vans that they use are fully equipped. Um, So here is a good example of someone that is fully absentee. The corporate team will secure the vans. They They have a vendor that builds out the vans, wraps them, does everything in the back because it's very customized and they're pretty expensive vans, usually about $120,000 retail. But for the franchisee, they always lease the van. So they actually lease the van through corporate. So really what they're doing is just paying about $15,000 each time that they bring on a new van. And most of that is the down payment and then also the first couple months of the lease. And as far as the investment goes, a single van territory it's going to start at about $150,000 all in. If we're talking about a larger territory, they can be up to a million dollars, but that's really for a larger market, maybe like a Chicago um, or even, or actually I'd probably say more like a Los Angeles, which is, a, which I believe is up in the 30, 30 van, van um, area. And most of the investment that someone pays is the franchise. So these larger territories will have bigger franchise fees. Atlanta, for example, the franchise fee for that 14-van territory is almost $365,000. So that's really the bulk of where the franchise fee is. And then they just will, um, every time they add the van, you know, just pay that little extra amount for the down payment. So very cool model. Um, Definitely has a good item 19 in the FDB and great technology as well. So they have a multifunctional, easy-to-use customer relationship um, management software, so CRM system that they use, uh, lots of great marketing tools. So a lot of these brands will focus on marketing over different avenues. So that can be digital marketing, whether it's um, search engine optimization, Google AdWords. They do social media, so a lot of times that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then for this one, the vans themselves actually act as great marketing tools because they're always out driving around the neighbor or driving around the territory. Um, a neighbor will see the furry land van in someone's 
in someone's um, someone's uh, driveway. So you know, after they'll say they'll go, "Hey, hey, how'd that how'd that go?" Like I've always talked about using a service like that. So then you know, it's just a great marketing tool. Um, so yeah, great great brand, very popular, and this is one that's kind of been um, very hot of late. We've actually we're actually up to over 25 franchisees now um that's been in the past past six months or so um, so definitely a fast-growing franchise and yeah and a great one yeah i i see a lot of announcements coming out on this brand mm-hmm. for territories awarded and so forth and i'm a huge consumer of of this type of service i have a little golden doodle named miles and every four weeks i have a mobile grooming pet spa that comes and picks them up, walks out to their van, spends about an hour and 15 minutes with them. And then he's back and looking sharp. So love this. And staying on the, the, within the pet industry, because this is such a huge industry and tends to be very recession resistant you also have another brand that offers the managed model called Fetch Pet Care. So can you just give a brief overview of what Fetch Pet Care is? And and I understand that a lot of these, well, all of these four and plus the bonus brand we'll introduce has a lot of the same attributes from a CRM, a marketing, um, very similar types of support. So what is Fetch Pet Care and what does the management fee look like with Fetch? Yeah, great, great question. Um, so yeah, Fetch Pet Care. Uh, Fetch Pet Care is a pet sitting and dog walking franchise. Um, so those are the two main services that they provide. Um, Fetch Pet Care is an established franchise. They've been around for about 20 years, have around 140 franchisees territories operating across the U.S. And like you said, yes, they do offer that fully managed model. Um, it's another one where the management fee is 5% of gross sales. Um, so Fetch is a more traditional territory-based model where each territory for Fetch has a minimum of 50,000 single-family homes. Most of them will end up having more than that. And then they also look at other demographic data as well, such as dog ownership, cat ownership, um, family or household incomes. Um, so they also so they look, look at a lot of different demographics to make sure that a territory is viable for this one. Um, so, yeah, so daily private dog walking, um, that can be on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, um, whatever the consumer wants. The pet sitting, that can be for dogs, cats, gerbils, hamsters, um, small animals. Sometimes there are fetch franchisees have cater to larger animals as well. Like if they're taking care of someone that has farm animals, they can do that as well. Um, most of the time it's dogs or cats because those are the most popular pets that people have. They also have overnight care when that service is needed. They have a puppy care and leash training program. They do a pet taxi service. Um, an example of that is, let's say that your dog had a, um, had a vet appointment, but you were you know, maybe working in an office all day. Well, Fetch Pet Care, they could come and pick up your dog Miles there, take it to the vet, and then bring it back afterwards as well. So the pet taxi, pet transport service. And they can also do some medical administration, um, pills, injections, different things like that as well. 
the most popular services are going to be that dog walking in the pet sitting. And all of the actual sitters and walkers here, so they're going to be W-2 employees, W-2 part-time employees. They are all going to be background checked, licensed, and insured. And really two key, two key pieces to the model. Um, so one is the sales and marketing call center. So they help with the onboarding of new clients. They act as the customer service team. Whenever someone calls for the first time, they will actually, let's say someone calls for the sitting service. Vets will actually schedule a meet and greet where a sitter comes out to the customer's house, meets them, meets their pet, um, you know, just kind of like an initial meet and greet, make sure everything goes well. The customer gives the, gives the thumbs up. So that person becomes the primary sitter for that animal. And then, of course, the service is scheduled. Um, so that's, that's kind of what happens with the onboarding of a new customer. Um, the marketing, they do text message marketing, email marketing. They have uh, sitter and walker training as well. So really multifunctional kind of handles all of the um, logistics, back office logistics for the franchisee. There's also a mobile application um, that works similar to Uber. So think Uber, but for pet care. So after someone has scheduled that initial service, any service thereafter, they can schedule through the application. So it really helps for everyone in the business. Um, the customer, they can schedule services. They can also communicate with their sitter or walker through the application. And then for the franchisee and their manager, it really provides a great bird's eye view where they can get a general feel for what's going on with the business as a whole. But they can also, you know, narrow it down to each individual sitter or walker on a daily basis. So really, those two key pieces of operation are what helps the manager to focus more on hiring, training, and then managing the team of employees. Yeah, a couple of those key standouts of this brand to me is the recurring revenue aspect. Mm -hmm. Assuming, you know, there's a good relationship formed, you're you're going to get those calls for that same person to come back and provide the level of care that's requested. And this very much is a technology-based business that requires very little overhead. So that's what keeps the investment level so affordable. So what is the investment level for a single territory? And I apologize if you already mentioned the management fee. Could you read Yeah, that? great question. Yep. Um, so the management fee for this one is, is 5% of the gross sales. Um, so same as it is for Prairie Land. And yeah, great question. So the investment here for a single territory is going to be about $80,000 all in. So this is great because um, Fetch is actually the, you know, it's the least investment um, of all the ones that, that have the managed model. So someone that doesn't want to spend more than $100,000, they could be, they could buy Fetch, buy a Fetch Pet Care territory and have corporate run it. So it just kind of introduces and, um, you know, makes the fully absentee model available to someone that has, you know, that might not want to invest as much. So, and we're actually, because they've, they've had this for about two months or so, the absentee model, and we've seen a lot of different um, clients who are very interested in it. We actually brought on the first franchisee um, last week, the, the first fully absentee franchisee. So it's one that we think will be very popular just because the model is established. Um, it's needed, like you said, nice recurring revenue. Um, each customer has a backup or has a primary and also backup sitter as well. So just, yeah, really great model, um, great attribute. So, yeah, that's that's pet care. All right. Well, congratulations on that first, securing that first managed model franchisee for Fetch Pet Care. All right. We are going to transition now to home services. 
David, can you dive into Door Renew? Yes, I can. So Door Renew, um, as Stacey mentioned, this is home services. Um, so Door Renew, the management fee for this one, for someone that's fully absentee, is 5% of gross sales. Um, so we're kind of staying on that trend here for these first couple. And Dora knew um, what they do, they focus on the refinishing and repair of doors, mostly wood and fiberglass doors. But most of the time, it ends up being a front entry door, either for someone's home or also for a business. But they can do any, really any door, whether it be an, an interior door, any exterior door, they can do garage doors. And the big difference here is door renew. So their process actually makes someone's door stronger than it was when, when they first bought it. So they really go through a five-step process. They take the door off the hinges, take it to the workshop. So it gets stripped down to the naked wood or fiberglass. It gets sanded down to remove any blemishes or imperfections. They will stain or paint the door. And then they put on at least five coats of a marine-grade varnish. So this is what really protects the door from the elements, from the beating sun all day, um, what keeps it long-lasting. The varnish is actually the same type of varnish used on boats that go into the ocean. So it protects the boats from salt water. So it's really high-quality stuff. And most of the time for door renew, so it's not it's not for someone who wants a quick fix. Uh, maybe someone, you know, maybe wants to come get their door painted every so often, you know, pay a couple hundred bucks for that. Door new is someone for, for someone that, you know, has a nicer front door, um, a custom door, maybe a wood door that has nice kind of etching, nice design, has some glass work. So a door that, you know, is usually um, a little bit more expensive, maybe maybe a $2,000 or maybe an up type of door. Um, so, you know, because people, they're really kind of, um, it's for someone that wants to do that. So it saves them money because for door new, the average ticket is about $1,428. So someone that has a nice $5,000 door, they can pay a lot less to get their door completely refinished, and it actually ends up stronger than it was when they first bought it. Uh, so that's kind of the value proposition with Door Renew. As far as the model, um, it's another area developer model. Very similar to Furryland, Door Renew uses vans. Um, so the vans, the purpose of those is to transport the doors, you know, from someone's house to the workshop, and then they finish it, and then it gets transferred back. Um, and whenever it's a, it's a front door, so they take the door off, they put up a temporary door, the temporary door is fully functional, and it's actually made ugly on purpose because they want people to notice that something's up with the front door that's walking by or driving by, so they'll see something's wrong with the front door, but then they'll also notice the door a new sign in the front yard. So they use that as a marketing uh, marketing tool. And then a good example of a business here, um, Churches. So churches usually have very big kind of, you know, customized kind of ornate front doors. Uh, but then also their other entry doors, whether it be side entry, they kind of keep that same design. So churches are actually a great example of a business that door renews and market to. And um, so another good advantage here, there's really limited competition. There's not really anyone else that does this. Um, so I mentioned earlier, like painters, painters will come by, like, you know, the kind of market the services to paint the door, but then that really doesn't protect it. doesn't really do anything for the door. Like it makes it look new, but eventually that paint's going to wear off, get chipped, get damaged. So that's really the competition. Um, again, with the technology, so great job management software. Uh, there's a call center here, just as there is for Freelance. So the call center for this one, 
really is to field the calls, um, schedule services for the franchisees. And total investment is about $150,000 for a single van territory. So that's really kind of another reason why Dora New and Furryland are kind of very similar models. Um, but yeah, um, for example, then Dora New for a larger, larger area. So Atlanta is another, the 14 van territory for Dora New. Um, so, you know, a larger one. So really the advantage is that, um, and for these, for these absentee models, we kind of cater to each candidate and determine what size territory is going to be a good fit for them. And then we kind of go from there. So that's the advantage as well is that we kind of treat it on a candidate by candidate basis, help them figure out what size territory that is going to be a good fit for them and then help them go find one. Well, and you raise a good point, David, that, you know, going into any of these brands, it's really about, you know, one very important aspect is what is a comfortable investment level for the individual? And then that can drive those individuals to specific markets. And as you mentioned, it can be across the United States, regardless of where they're located under the managed model. So one, as I understand it, uh, a big testament to the Door Renew model is Doug Shaddle, who is the owner and founder of Rhino7, has invested in this model himself for a market, I believe, in North Carolina. Is that correct? Yes, that's true. Yep. So yes, Doug Shaddle is the CEO of Rhino7. So he's obviously been around the franchising industry for, for quite some time. So as he said, he's drinking the Kool-Aid with Dora New. Um, so he actually became a franchisee. He and his son invested. They have a third third managing partner. But yes, he bought the Raleigh-Durham territory. Um, and his business is now operating. They have their first van in operation. So Raleigh's actually a seven-van seven van territory. Um, but yeah, but he kind of you know put his money where his mouth is. So not only is Rhino 7 representing Dora New looking for other franchisees, but Doug actually is the franchisee himself as well. So yeah, great, great point. Yeah, I love that. All right. For our last one, this is a very different, uh, in a very different space. It's health and beauty, definitely one of my passion areas. It's called MedSpa 810. So can you dive into just briefly MedSpa 810 and what that looks like? Yeah, so MedSpa 810, they are a spa that does different types of aesthetic treatments. So one, one difference they have from other med spas is that they really kind of skinny down the number of services and they focus on the top producing or top revenue producing treatments that are in med spas. So everything they do is going to be um, Botox and other fillers or other injectables. They have laser hair removal. They have different types of facials. And then they have what's called cool sculpting. So these are also very popular treatments as well. Um, so you mentioned recurring revenue. Um, this one's a good one for that. So someone that might, someone that gets Botox treatments, for example, they usually come and get that, you know, maybe every two months they'll get Botox treatment. So MedSpa has also developed a membership program for those people because they, so they pay a membership fee, but they get certain perks. So they get a discount off services. They usually get a free service of their choice um, every month. So the membership program um, is really a way that they're different as well. And MedSpa, so this is going to be, it's a more expensive brand. Um, total investment here for a single clinic is about $650,000. So it is for someone that has a higher net worth, usually 
net worth around a million dollars is what we're looking for. Um, but the item 19 is very substantial. Um, and we have that in the FDB. So someone that, you know, higher net worth client, um, looking to make a great return on the investment and to do it all semi-absent, or I'm sorry, to do it all fully absentee or corporate runs the model, this is going to be a great fit for them. Um, all of the, so at MedSpa, since it's medical, um, it needs a medical director. Uh, so that's going to be a licensed physician. And that's someone that corporate will help to identify. Um, that medical director oversees the medical side of the business. So they're only working about five hours per month in the business. Um, pretty easy to find someone to fill that role. As far as the staff, they're going to be, it's going to be a mixture of, so they have estheticians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants. All of them are licensed to perform the services and treatments that MedSpa has. Um, MedSpa, so the management fee for MedSpa is actually 4% of the gross revenue. So it's a little bit different where it's 4%, not 5%. And really just great, you know, great for someone who, who maybe, you know, likes the medical industry, likes the health and beauty space. Uh, this is a good one for them. And this is one where, you know, location is key here. Um, it's a sexy business, so it needs, you know, a retail class A space of about 2,000 square feet. This is really where that site selection team, um, you know, is, is kind of like this is where they do the most work. Is they find a great site for this location. They get the lease secure. They do all the build out. And then, of course, the marketing here, all the marketing is very appealing. Uh, they actually work with a professional marketing team that focuses more on the digital side. But they also have, you know, marketing pieces created, whether, you know, stuff that goes on social media, um, print advertising as well. So really cool business. Um, this is one that, again, um, you know, great for someone that's looking for more of an investment opportunity that really wants to have a very, you know, very high producing income. Medspa is a good fit for that. Well, and this is a very much a feel-good business. You're making a difference in people's lives. And I know the being a consumer of these services as well, I know that the tickets, you know, transaction per transaction value is not nominal. I mean, you're you're these are high ticket dollar services that you're providing and you know, a little bit different than the other concepts we've introduced to date. It is a more professional staff that you would be dealing with. So, yeah, I absolutely love this space. Huge fan of it. All right. We just have a couple minutes left, David. So I want to have you introduce this new brand that's on the horizon. Just share a little bit about uh, what Spray Foam Genie is, what they do, what the investment level is, and when will it hit the market? Okay, sure. Yeah. So Spray Foam Genie, um, it's spray foam insulation. So this is another area developer model. Um, so similar to Furry Land and Doranu, um, spray foam will use trailer rigs. So trailer rigs are pulled um, off the back of a vehicle that's about the same, about the size of a like F-250. So it's number of trailer rigs to have in any given territory. Um, this one does have the fully managed model where corporate runs the business. Um, the management fee for this one is going to be 5%. And spray foam insulation. Um, so that's basically kind of the it's what insulation is nowadays. Uh, so it's a lot safer. It's a lot more efficient. So it keeps houses, you, you know, warmer or colder based on the type of the season. Keeps in that air. Keeps in that heat. 
Um, it's also great for someone who might have allergies. Um, so it's a lot more, you know, they don't use as many, as many, it's the composition of what it's made of is a lot less, you know, a lot less allergens are involved there. So really has a lot of advantages. But yeah, they do um, open and closed cell phones. They do crawl space and wall encapsulation, uh, retro addicts, any new construction, um, slow rise foam injection. They also do concrete lifting and leveling. And spray foam, they partner with a company called Rhino Linings. So Rhino Linings is actually the company that provides all of the actual foams for spray foam. So they're able to get that at a reduced cost, which means a reduced cost for the franchisee as well. And total investment here is about $250,000 for a single trailer rig um, territory. And great item 19, um, so that's in the that's in the FTD, of course. And there's a call center here that kind of you know fields calls, scheduled services for the for the customers. Um, one big thing here is that they have both residential customers, but then they also have commercial customers as well. And spray foam, they have a national commercial sales team. So that team actual actually handles all commercial bid, bidding for the franchisee. So there's a team in place to basically go out there and secure commercial bids. Um, commercial accounts or commercial bids, you know, they're going to be commercial jobs are a lot more expensive usually than residential jobs. So they'll have a good mix of both. Um, but yeah, a brand that we're definitely very excited about. And this should be available probably within the next few weeks. Um, so we're almost ready to launch it and it should be available here very soon. Oh, I'm excited to to have that hit the market and be able to present it. So yeah, I, I think you mentioned a really good point about spray foam, that that is a B2B and B2C type of concept. And that also goes for door renew is also very much a B2B and B2C type of concept. But having that sales team behind you on spray foam genie for the commercial that's a significant advantage, both for the brand and for the franchisee itself. So David, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we've talked a lot about the management fees being 4 or 5% for these brands. Just a clarification, that is in addition to any royalties that are associated. So for any type of investor model, the investment range, the royalties, any marketing contributions are exactly the same. The only difference with a managed model is you do have that managed model fee on top of all the traditional uh, other costs associated with the brand, which at the end of the day for having a fully passive investment that you can add to your portfolio is really pretty nominal for the value you get. So David, thank you again. If anybody is interested in learning more about any of these brands or about the managed model itself, you can reach out to me at Stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thank you and have a great day.